the desert flats of the Ivanpah Valley, researcher Mark Peden is showing off his newest friend. Wait, could you pause real quick so I can take a picture? <laughs> you gotta ask him. Can I take your picture? Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> Meet Ralph, a desert tortoise. Less than one year old, he is small enough to fit in the palm of your hand, his grumpy frown not even the width of your pinky. Just an hour down the road, it looks as though somebody has uprooted the Washington Monument, wrapped it in tinfoil, and plopped it down in the middle of the desert. Mirrors bow at its feet, reflecting sunlight up at the monument. It glows as bright as the sun itself. Meet the Ivanpah Solar Electric Generating System. The largest solar thermal power station in the world, it powers up to 140,000 homes. Environmental Compliance Manager Doug Davis explains it was built to begin replacing fossil fuels. But this climate change conscious project was placed smack dab in the middle of desert tortoise habitat. What could this mean for tortoises like Ralph? Life scenario one, Ralph meets bulldozer. Ralph, a newborn tortoise, is staying cool in his burrow, protected from the hot sun. Unbeknownst to him, outside, construction workers are preparing to strip the land. The bulldozer begins to clear the earth, burying Ralph's burrow. Ralph will not explore the desert again. Luckily for Ralph, this scenario will not happen. The desert tortoise is listed as threatened on the Endangered Species Act. As a threatened species, the law requires Ivanpah Solar to mitigate for the loss of desert tortoise habitat by implementing projects that help tortoise survival. Ray Bransfield from the Fish and Wildlife Service notes that Ivanpah Solar's location and size has forced them to be even more thorough in their mitigation. The, the scale of this thing really you know, up the ante on the tortoise stuff, how hard people were looking at it, just putting it in an area that was just really, always considered to be really high value historically to tortoises, though we did think this area was lower than, than it turned out to be. Let's return to Ralph and look at the mitigation projects through other ways his life could have unfolded. Life scenario two, Ralph meets Head Start. Ralph has no recollection of the wild. Found just after birth on land allocated for Ivanpah Solar, he was brought into the Ivanpah Head Start facility. His life here is plush, protected from predators as he grows fat off vegetation and lots of watering. It's a tortoise spa. Growing up in a Head Start facility, not only has Ralph's chance of survival dramatically increased, it gives Ivanpah Solar a chance to study the impacts they're making on tortoises. We're trying to do the right thing, and so how can you prove that you're doing the right thing unless you measure or you monitor? At the Head Start facility, Ralph's life is peachy, but not all mitigation projects end so harmoniously. Life Scenario 3, Ralph Meets Translocation. The sun is rising across the Mojave Desert. Ralph, at 15 years old, has finally reached sexual maturity and decides to leave his burrow to venture to the female's burrow next door. On his way, he hears footsteps crunching across crusted soil. The Ivanpah solar biologists are here to collect him. Ralph and his friends will soon be relocated. Some may end up on the newly preserved desert tortoise habitat as Ivanpah solar donated a plot of land twice the size of their facility to the Park Service. 
Disoriented, Ralph will spend days pacing his new home under the hot sun, losing water as he weaves through creosote bushes in search of new puddles. You're this tourist that's been living in this area for 50 years. You got translocated to a new area. Probably not likely to be happy, right? So suddenly our translocation event that was supposed to be good for the tortoises might be bad. Life Scenario 4 Ralph meets fence line. Dusk is approaching and temperatures are dropping fast. Having snuggled in his burrow all day, Ralph decides to make his way to the road to soak up the heat of the asphalt. When he arrives, he finds that the road has been fenced, 50 miles of it. Ralph spends days pacing its length. It is a line of brown and gray. There's no vegetation or reprieve from the sun. He's losing water, baking in his own shell. The fence was put here to protect Ralph from cars, but now he still faces death. Mark explains that fences can be tricky. Fencing works, but how do we deploy it is a different technique. Why not take a look at how the fence line terminates? Can we curve it out? Ivan Solar has built culverts that tunnel under fenced roads. But even this compromise has trade-offs. That creates a perfect little funnel effect, right, for all the tortoises. You can just hang out in that culvert and might be able to munch away at some of those. Whether the coyotes, foxes, and badgers utilize those, we don't know, or I don't know. Doug refers to Ivanpah Solar as Generation 1, a guinea pig of sorts. Every mitigation project poses new problems for Ralph, and Ivanpah Solar is attempting to adjust, but there's only so much they can do. Doug emphasizes the importance of looking at where you build. Location. You know, they need to look at uh, some of these locations and fully understand what they're getting into. Ralph's life didn't pan out in these ways. He wasn't threatened by the new development. It was pressures from the wild. Mark tells Ralph's real story of survival. I found him in the wild upside down when it was 118 degrees. Mm -hmm. So we had to make the decision to bring him in and supplement his water, otherwise he would be dead, easily. Predators, heat, and a lack of water already make a desert tortoise's struggle for survival difficult. Add construction that disrupts their habitat, and it's nearly impossible without human aid. Whether or not translocation, fencing, habitat preservation, and the Head Start facility are enough is still unclear. Ray weighs in. Whether that's a fair trade-off is, for some species, is going to be a question that will be answered long after I'm retired or even dead. Um, for species like the desert tortoise, they reproduce so slowly that if we remove the threats from an area, it'll take years and it'll be influenced by rainfall. And it'll be really, really hard to tell. But I think that we really need to do the best that we know how to do at this time to try to move forward. The desert tortoise, as a species, still has an uncertain fate. But for an individual like Ralph, it depends on where you find him. For National Public Lands Radio, this is Jess Font. <laughs>